Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another beautiful live stream episode of Pageants and Prosecco. And I am here simply to tell you guys, I told you so. Okay? Yes, I did. I told you so. I told you guys that Miss USA uh, was going to go to Utah. I said that in my last video. Go check it out if you don't believe me. And she won. Congratulations to... Um, Miss Voigt herself, I believe her name is Noella. I actually do not know how to pronounce her first name. Um, I actually haven't heard it pronounced out loud, I don't think, but I want to come in here and tell you guys I told you so. So I also have a really crazy glare, so I'm just gonna go ahead and just take my glasses off. Um, don't mind me, you're not ready for it, okay. So let's just talk about Miss USA and I'll give you guys a nice little recap on kind of what I think um, but I wanted to kind of just focus on the present. So it's been a minute since I've hopped on here. She won probably about two weeks ago now as a recording of this video. And for the most part, I was very not surprised, I guess you could say, about her win. Because to me personally, I think she did just a beautiful job altogether at the competition. And I think it was her crown to lose. And I know a lot of people say that about people, but you know, I just know me. I told you when I predict these things, I don't miss. I don't miss. There's a certain je ne sais quoi a girl has that makes them the winner. And I think that we saw that with Miss Utah this year. So congratulations to her. I'm really excited about that. And now we are officially about a month out into the next competition, which is going to be Miss Universe. And we have so many other pageants, too, to talk about as well. I don't want this channel and the podcast to only be dedicated to just the Miss USA pageant competition because there's so much more. I actually ran into the Miss Star pageant on YouTube. I saw a live stream of it. Didn't know anything about it when I watched it. And learned a lot. <coughs> Actual cough. <coughs> I learned a lot about that pageant. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, that was just so rude. Um, it was a pageant dedicated to transgender women. And um, that was a beautiful pageant as well. I just finished watching the Miss Grand Swimsuit Pageant competition as well. You guys, I am choking. Hold on. <coughs> okay, luckily, I have my wine here, naturally so. And today I'm drinking something really cheap, something basic. You guys might've saw this in the store. I got this from Walgreens. It's one of my favorite go-tos when I'm ready to just drink something. Um, and I don't wanna really invest time and energy into studying the wines that are available on the shelves. And I just want something cute, fun, cheap, that's going to get the job done. Cute, fun, cheap, gonna get the job done. And that is this one right here. My black box, I am drinking the Pinot Noir. I was going to get the Merlot, but I decided not to go with the Merlot because it's the last one on the show, so I went with the Pinot Noir. I also this is from California. This is black box. I don't know if you guys have heard of it before, but it's a very delicious wine. Um, I'm not, I am not against box wine, period. This one says it's three glasses for every box, so Ultimately, it's about the same as a regular glass, which is hard to kind of believe. But this is based off a 5.6 ounce glass, three of those. 
Um, as we know, regular wine bottles have four glasses. They can get to four glasses per bottle. So this one has three, so it's kind of somewhat equivalent to a full bottle of wine. Um, so I really want to talk to you guys just about um, the show, give you guys my thoughts and opinions on it. I don't really have much to say out of the ordinary from what you've probably already seen, but I will give you guys a little bit of my two cents because I did watch it. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch it live because I was at a movie premiere, but naturally I tried to avoid the internet as hard as I could and I did. And so I did not know who won. Actually, I'm going to lie. I did not know who won when I watched it, but I did happen to see, because I was trying to avoid the internet. And you know, a lot of things that I follow on social media is pretty much pageant dedicated. So I was not on Facebook. I was not on Instagram, I think for two days. That's something we're going to talk about in a second, watching two days to watch the pageant. But um, I didn't know who won, but I did see her name on YouTube. So it said, Noella. I'm going to call her Noella for now. I do not know how to pronounce it. If you guys know how to pronounce it, please comment down below so I can make sure I get this right for the next 365 days. But I did not, I saw the name, but I did not know what state she was from. I mean, I, I didn't know which state, so I scrolled up and tried to avoid it. But then I watched it and I said, oh, of course, my Utah girl one is who I predicted. Remember, I had Utah and Nevada going to Miss USA to win. Was it Nevada? No, it was Nebraska. Utah and Nebraska were my top two, and I was dead set. And I told you guys in the last episode, it's just something about it. You just know when that person has it. And that's something that is a big coaching thing, too, is as a judge, as a pageant judge, you know when that girl is going to win when she walks into the room, right? It's it's something about her presence, her aura, how she shows up in pictures and in the interview room and on stage that just says simply she's going to win or she has what it takes or it's ultimately her crown to lose. And so I didn't do any research into the girls at a time. I do not follow them on social media. I do, I try to go into my predictions as blind, I guess you could say, as I ableist. I try to go into my predictions without knowing anybody as ignorant as I can. And I really try to pick the girls. And you guys watched me do that in the last video where I literally went through all their pictures um, in each state based off the categories of the alphabet, each category of women, saw who stood out among those girls and like those, like I think it was like by six. And I came across Utah and Utah's last in the alphabet. So, well, one of the last states in the alphabet. So, you know, it, it, it's something that is inside that comes out. And I think what really made Miss Noella there stand out to me was just how she showed up in pictures to me. I think that she's a gorgeous girl. I think girls with dark hair and colored eyes are going to have a nice little run here in a second because Miss Earth USA Danielle Mullins also has that same kind of aesthetic, dark hair and blue eyes. And that's that Megan Fox look to it. And so I think a lot of girls are going to, who have that aesthetic are going to win. But I'll be careful with that, too, because I do not think it's going to last very long. Um, as we know, there's a certain kind of trend in the pageant world when it comes to title holders winning. We saw at first, of course, a lot of blonde hair, blue eye girls winning. Back in the day, they had the very traditional all-American beauty look to it. And then around 2016, 2018, 2019, you saw a lot of black girls starting winning pageants, too. 
And now I think the girls with the dark hair, the brunettes are going to have their shine. The tanner brunettes with the light colored eyes, the blue eyes, the green eyes, I think, I think they're in for a nice treat. So if you guys have that kind of aesthetic, I would definitely capitalize on that. I think that's uh, I think that's where we're going next. I think that's where we're going next when it comes to title holders. I'm squinting because I have no glasses on. You look like Ole. So let's get into the pageant, okay? Let's just get into the pageant because I have a couple of thoughts. Nothing crazy. Just a couple. Just a couple of thoughts. Okay. Um. And first off, it took me two days to watch the pageant because it was not available on repeat on the CW app. Now, I don't know if that was something that was just going on with my computer, I mean, my TV, or what. But I can tell you that that pageant was not available. If the pageant was on Friday, I didn't watch that pageant, I think, until Monday. And I know Miss Teen USA was up there. I watched Miss Teen pageant. Congratulations to Uma Sophia for winning that one. But I did not get a chance to watch the pageant immediately following, I didn't get a chance to watch the Miss USA pageant immediately following the competition because it wasn't available. And I looked quite a few times. And then there was one day I said, okay, let me just look one more time to see if it's up there. If not, I'm just going to hop on social media because I was not on social media at all to avoid being spoiled. And Lord and behold, it happened to be up there. I said, well, thank you because I was about to just say, forget it and just spoil it for myself. So I think that would be my biggest problem is that the CW app did not put that up there immediately following the pageant. Now, I guess it didn't have to be that same day, not on Friday. Maybe they were off of work that day because the pageant was on Friday and they had to wait till Monday when someone came back into the office. Nonetheless, that sucked for a lot of people who wanted to watch the pageant again or on repeat because I couldn't find it anywhere. It wasn't on YouTube, wasn't on the Twitter streets. And... All I had to do was wait until it was posted on the CW app on my Roku. And that was very disappointing for me personally, just because I didn't get a chance to watch it live. So I was really stuck trying to just kind of like wait it out, I guess you could say. So I think that was my biggest complaint overall. Um, one thing that I kind of am a little lukewarm about simply is the need for us to find something to do during swimsuit with our arms. And I'm talking about the capes specifically. Like I get that swimsuit is a part of this competition, but I don't know about always using a cape all the time. Like Miss Universe, I feel like has used some type of thing during swimsuit for a minute. Remember when Catriona Gray won Miss Universe, they had like the little wings on their shoulders. I don't know. I just feel like, why can't we just let swimsuit just be swimsuit? Like, why do we need to do something? Because I feel like after a while, a lot of the girls were posing in the same way with their capes, which is hitting the look. And that's fine. But when you see that 15 times in a row, it doesn't make it any unique for the girl who's going last. And it's hard to find something new to do. And one thing that I cannot stand is a high-low dress. Like, I don't like high-low dresses for the very same reason. And I always persuade my girls that I coach to find a different style, especially when it comes to front fashion. Because everybody's going to have a high-low dress on. And everybody and their mama in the audience 
is going to hit that same little pose. And they are, they're gonna do the same thing with the dress. And then also what people do quite a bit is that they, um, let me see if I could, they, <laughs> they carry their dress like this so they can get air on the runway, which, you know, would be fine in theory because you do want to get some air, but some girls don't know when to let it go. And then even when you do let it go, it falls back down anyway. So what are you gonna do, walk out, walk out with your arms like an airplane the whole time down the runway? Not a fan of it. Personally, I get the idea, I get the aesthetic, but I think at the end of the day, we need to let this go. Okay, we need to let this go. It's 2023, almost 2024. I think we need to let the fan, the high low, the capes go. Or do something new with it. You know, if there's a new way to rock a cape, then let's let's explore those options. Why don't we? Let's explore those options because I think what's happening currently is just um Mudane. Is that the right word? Mudane. It's 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 giving boring. It's giving boring. Not gonna lie to you. Um, and I don't think you guys would want me to lie to you. So this swimsuit, I think everybody looked phenomenal. I love the camera angles to it. You guys know I work in television. So for me, I look at the camera angles, I look at the production value of it. It would be a dream of mine to actually produce Miss USA because I feel like I could do something so unique and something so beautiful with that production to it. So I enjoy the camera angle, especially with the swimsuit. That's, I don't know why I keep going back to that, but with the swimsuit, they had a nice light wide shot when the girls started and then they worked their way up their body as they started walking. I think that was a great shot personally. I think that the cape did a good job in kind of hiding their derriere area because one thing I don't like about pageants is that sometimes the camera will like zoom in and focus on a girl's bottom and it's like okay you know, I, you know so uh, I'm glad that they that they were able to hide that I feel like that's when you kind of get to that point of like uh, overly sexualizing some of these girls and I do appreciate that the capes did hide that to maybe keep them but maybe we should do something different. Like maybe, I don't know. I don't I don't really want to say like a sarong because I know a sarong is going to be just as dangerous because you're going to have the whole horse whip, pulling it off and horse whipping it movement happening. And I'm still anti that too. Like, I just think that some things are just so dated. We just need to find something new, a new trend, something new and creative to do as we walk down the runway, personally. Um, when it comes to evening gown, I found that there was a lack of color. Somebody was calling me, you guys. I'm just entered my whole little situation. I didn't know who it was. Um, I found that with evening gown, uh, there was a lack of color. Well, now I'm just curious who is calling me and why is it not blocked off? on my computer okay let me see all right um okay i'll just have to figure that out later because it didn't show us number you guys know when curiosity kind of like gets you you're like i wonder who that could be oh i know who that could be okay so i think that when it comes to evening gown there was a true lack of like color 
Um, we had Pennsylvania or Pennsylvania. I'm really freestyling this, you guys, off the top of my head. Um, I think it was Pennsylvania. Let's Google it. We had Miss Pennsylvania. My glasses right now. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yes. Yeah. She had on this beautiful yellow dress, right? That I think was perfect for this particular kind of competition. Um, simply because it showed up on stage and it was flowy in such a beautiful way. It reminded me actually of those dresses the girls take pictures of in like Dubai or overseas of the flowy dresses. And so I enjoy that and I enjoy, I enjoy seeing that kind of pop of color on the runway. But ultimately, if you look at it, a lot of girls had on like no color. It was all nude or gold or silver and it was all see-through. And we know, and I know this is this was going to happen anyway because that's a trend. That's where we are nowadays, right? We're in the trend of nude illusion. <laughs> and I'm I'm here for it, but when there's no color, it kind of makes me kind of sad. And then we saw yellow and red. That's the color I can remember off the top of my head. Yellow and red was the only color I can really remember off the top of my head. Um, and I think there was a whole sea of people wearing the same kind of nude illusion. And I'm not really sure how we can break away from that because it is tempting, right? Like you do wanna show off your body and you do wanna stay on trend and you do wanna do something a little daring. But I feel like ultimately, if everybody is being daring in the same way, is anyone really being daring? Are they? Um, so I would love to see more color moving forward, more beautiful colors. Like remember when Olivia Jordan had that bright pink Barbie core ball gown on, I think she simply stood out. She's another person who had color, colored eyes too. I think that she stood out simply because she had something different on and she wore it in a full ball gown, a full ball gown. Olivia Copo, another example, 2012, she wore it in a full ball gown, which was red with a deep V for Miss Universe. I think that is kind of, I don't know, it's not something that hasn't been won before, but I don't think girls really even consider it. We all want that straight line dress with the slit all the way up to heaven. And I think that people just think that's going to win. And it does. And I think we need to try again. Remember when Catriona won in the red? I think that still kind of worked. And she had a meanie behind her dress. But she still had a little sex appeal with that cutout going all the way down her body. Still showing her body off. But naturally, she won in color. And so I would love to see us move back to color. And I think that we're going to get there eventually. I think color is coming back. Uh, I think it says something for Pennsylvania to go so far in that beautiful yellow dress. And hopefully that's where we can keep going. Oh my gosh. What, why does CapCut want to install something right now? 
really CapCut, you wanna install it right now, like right now. Okay. This is what happens when you go live. Your computer wants to do everything. <laughs> um, so let me think what else. When it came to the top 16, let's talk about that. When it came to top 16, there was a few people I was kind of like upset to see, to not see in there. I'm talking about like Hawaii. Um, dang, that's always really comes to mind. There were a few upsets for me, but naturally, I think when I, top 16 was called, I believe I had 12 girls that I called who made top 16, which again means that I know what I'm talking about. And I know that this pageant thing is for me because I, I see it, I see it. So I wasn't really surprised by top 16 at all because all the girls who I thought was going to win won. Did Nebraska make top 16? I feel like she didn't, I feel like she didn't. Um, so really no surprise. I think a lot of standouts made it. I was upset to see a few people not make it. I mean, I would have loved to see um, Illinois go farther. I would have loved to see Hawaii go farther. I would love to see Nevada go farther. Um, I really thought that, um, was it Massachusetts? Was one of my favorites as well. Uh, South Carolina made it, but I think North Carolina, I was cheering for her. Um, she did really good. Um, especially during prelims. Um, I'm always going to cheer for the hometown, Illinois. I think California, I I was kind of upset that she, I thought she was going to go way farther, like top three, but I don't think she really came full force on stage like she could have. I think she could have came stronger than she did. She definitely came strong, but she could have came stronger. I don't know how. I'll have to really look at her again, but I was really sad that Tiana didn't go that far. Um, I thought she was simply gorgeous. And I think she takes gorgeous pictures too, but I don't think she showed up on stage like she needed to, in my opinion. And I think that was um, kind of like her downfall. Um, Oregon, I wasn't against Oregon making it because obviously she got people's choice. You know, you win a contest for that. But I think it kind of shows that maybe we should get away from that idea, I know I'm gonna be like crucified at the stake for saying that, but I do think buying your way into the top 16 or top five is detrimental. Funny guys, cause I drop my house shoe and my feet are uneven when it comes to temperatures. I live in the Midwest and it is cold. So I need as much warmth as I can get. Also, Mr. is here. Mr. you wanna come say hi? Come here, come say hi. Um. So I think that um, you guys can hear him whining because for whatever reason, he's scared to come into the kitchen. Come here, come on. Um, I think buying your way into top 16, I think it should be top 17 if we're going to do that that way. Because for me personally, Mr. Come here, come say hi, you wanna say hi. You guys can hear my dog whine. He, I don't know, just gets stuck, he's leaving. When we got to, you want to be on this on the look you guys 
Oh, he said goodbye, mom. I don't care what you have going on. Um, I competed in a pageant before where People's Choice got to top six. Let me tell you what happened. So you were able to run for People's Choice and People's Choice, like we all know, gets a placement. But typically for pageants, you get a placement in top 16. This one, you got a placement in top six. So she was going farther. Because we went from 16, I think, to 11. Down to top six. And then top six answer questions. And then there was fifth, fourth, third, second runner-up. And when I finished, because I didn't win, when I finished that pageant, a lot of people in the audience were talking about how this particular state didn't match and it didn't make sense. And they didn't understand why she was there to be top six, why she was there. And this wasn't her first time competing in this particular system. She competed, I think two times before in that particular system. So she was familiar with the game and how to get there. But to me, as a pageant, I was competing against her. So it's hard for me to be truly in my pageant winner's mode when I'm competing. Like, I could, it's hard for me to see someone else who might win. There was one pageant where I was like, oh, yeah, this girl's going to win. I know she's going to win. And she did win. And then she didn't win a national pageant. And I was like, I knew it. Um, but when I'm competing against other people, like, it's hard for me to see that. Oh, my gosh. Everybody wants to call me right now. Anybody is calling me right now. Um, so a lot of people were confused in the audience of how she got this far. And I had to tell them, yeah, she won because she ultimately paid her way in and she got top six because she won people's choice. And I think she paid like two, three thousand dollars. And honestly, if I pay that much too, I am walking away with the crown. Well, pay that much for just people's choice, not even for her dress, coaching, and getting there in a the hotel. She paid all that just to get to top six. And people were looking at her funny. Audience members, fellow contestants, we kind of knew that's what she was doing. I mean, we, we knew that's why she was being called. But in the audience, from my family and from those who I did not know, but I was just eavesdropping because I'm a reporter, eavesdropping. People were really concerned and curious how she made it so far. And that was how I say all that to say, I don't really know how can I put this the best way. I don't really see a true benefit in getting an automatic placement into the semifinals when you don't the caliber of competition at that point is so high, it's a risk on you. Because, like, if you had a top 16 and then one person made it because they got people's choice, okay. But I've seen a few, a few pageants where somebody paid to become a top 16 and then they get cut in the next available round because they don't match the level of caliber from the girls who were legitimately judged 
to get to top 16. Does that make sense? There's a lot happening right now. My dog is whining. People are calling me. I just got off of work. So I hope this is making sense. And I feel like that's what we saw at Miss USA, specifically with Oregon. And Oregon to me was so beautiful that I feel like it was such a, I'm glad she, we was able to see her compete, but I do not think that I don't think this was gonna be her year, regardless if she was people's choice or not. I think that we really need to kind of, as a, as a community, consider if we're helping somebody or hurting them. Because what, look at what, I mean, she did gain a lot. She was able to compete on national television against the people. But I don't think that this pageant was going to be the one that she was going to win, whether she made top 16 on her own or not. I didn't pick her initially. I think she takes beautiful pictures. I love her body shape because it's more realistic, in my opinion. Um, and I love her hair. I wish my hair was big, long, and curly. There's so many good things about her. And I think that she can win a national title easily in any other system. I don't think on that Friday night, that was going to be the day that she was gonna win. And I've never seen anyone win a pageant who got to the semifinals round simply because they were voted in. I mean, they were people's choice and they paid to get in. I've never seen anyone win off that alone. Now it may happen in some of your smaller pageant competitions, maybe your county fairs, I don't know how that goes, but I don't, I've never seen someone pay their way into semifinals and compete successfully where they won. I always see them kind of get eliminated in the first or second round. And if they would have cut after, after swimsuit, I think we would have saw Oregon get cut. Right, was it Oregon? Yeah, it was Oregon. I think we would have saw her get cut too. And to me, that, I don't know. I think that kind of hurts someone's self-esteem in my opinion, because if I only made it here simply because my family has money and I have a lot of good connections who voted for me, it just comes off as awkward. Because people in the audience don't know but for me, watching it is like she just she just wasn't the pick, um, in my opinion. And to me, it comes off as more I don't want to say the word embarrassing, but you can just tell it's like the level of the caliber this isn't there. Can it be there? Yes, but I think it's gonna take more time and more coaching to get there. So that's all I have to say about that. I think you should reconsider that because although she looked good and she looked, and she did phenomenal, her dress looked good. I don't know. Um, when it comes to Miss Virginia, I was, let's talk about the dresses too. When it comes to Miss Virginia, I really thought Virginia could have won. I was sad she didn't win. 
But then I found out this is like her second pageant and she's retiring. So then I wasn't surprised that she did win because, I mean, L Kentucky did it two years ago. So anything is possible. But when I saw her dress, that green and that pink dress, I was very, very taken aback and very, very just like, because I think she could have done so well in a different dress. And yes, I am saying the dress makes the girl, not the price, but the dress. And I think she actually is an, an AKA, I think maybe that's why she chose those colors. But to me, it didn't show up on stage. It didn't come across good on stage. And I saw that during prelims and I was hoping that they would change their gown. She would change her gown going into finals. But I later saw that no girl changed their gown going into finals, which we're gonna talk about in 30 seconds. But when I saw that, I was just so sad because I just knew she lost it in that moment with that particular gown, which sucks because she was gorgeous. And I think she could have, I think she could have won. She would have, um, it would have been a close competition to see Virginia and Nevada going head to head. That would have been dope to see. So let's talk about the, these gowns, right? Because can you see how my dishes? Oh my gosh, those are clean. Those are clean. They're on a clean side of the sink. Um, the gowns. Why? And I don't know who is in charge of whatever decision is being made, but why could these girls not have a different gown? Oh, also Texas looked really good too. I know Texas's gown was ripped backstage. She came out in a whole new backup dress. I would've done the same thing. Like I lied to you, I can't change gowns. I could bet. Oh, look, they have a whole bunch of gowns over here. Uh, My gown ripped. I'm not saying that's what Texas did. I'm not saying that's what happened at all. My, my gown ripped. Let me get in. Because I need a new dress. You never wear the same outfit twice in real life. LOL. Why am I wearing the same gown? If I'm competing at Miss USA, Miss America, Miss Universe, Miss Earth, Miss Grand, Miss International, if there is a prelim that is televised, you best believe come finals that dress is being changed to something else. You're not gonna see me in the same dress twice because it has no wow factor the second time. I mean, people are watching the pageant for the first time on finals night, those who want hardcore pageant enthusiasts like you and I. But if I already saw your dress Thursday, Wednesday, come Friday, it's like, as a viewer, it's like, because you know what to expect from all the girls. Granted, I know a lot of these girls put a lot of money into their dresses, so I can't knock that. I would wear my dress consistently to get the, my money's worth, but on stage, on television, you're not gonna catch me in the same outfit twice. So I definitely would have probably tried to pull 
A, um, my dress broke before finals type deal. But I was really sad that the girls could not change their dresses into something else um, for finals. And whoever is in charge of Miss USA and Miss Universe, please hear me. Please allow these girls to change their dresses going into finals for the sake of the viewers, for the sake of production value, for the sake of that beautiful wow factor when they come out. Because although it's, I get the idea, and as a contestant, do I want to take my chances bringing two dresses to nationals and one might not be seen? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because I'm putting my all into this. My absolute all into this. And so you better believe that I am going to have multiple outfits. Okay. Multiple outfits for all the categories. All of them. Um, and let's do that for dresses. But I do think that Miss Universe allows a girl to change. Because I remember when Rabani won, she didn't, she changed dresses. Yeah. So hopefully Miss Universe allows these girls to change into something spectacular. Side note, I did see what pageant was it? Venezuela. Venezuela was this country. I think maybe from Miss something that just passed. I saw them making up her dress. And they put in some heavy hard work into the dress. It was beautiful. It was blue. It was the color of the flag. I saw it on Instagram. But it was hand stitched and that was just phenomenal. Okay. Oh, I think I scratched my table. So let's change dresses. Um, when it comes to the swimsuits, I love the swimsuits. I love everything about the swimsuits. I didn't like how there was one girl wearing a one piece. That was weird. And I feel like wearing a one piece, you're at a disadvantage. As a judge, if I'm a judge and one has on two pieces, you have on one piece, that instantly in my mind makes you think that you have just your self-esteem is just here. Like if, if it's here, if everyone else is here, you came down to just here. And then that's just subconscious. Cause I feel like with the one piece, you're hiding a stomach. You're hiding, I don't know, love handles. You're hiding something. I feel like if you have a two piece, it's fully confident because you have nowhere to hide. You have nothing to hide. You have no fold to tuck in a piece of fat or something into the side of your one piece. <laughs> so I thought it was weird for one person to wear one piece. Now, if they sprinkled in one pieces throughout the lineup, okay, I can get jiggy with that. Or like a monokini where it's like just like a sliver of fabric down the front. I can get jiggy with that. But the one piece to me, Although it was a cute bikini, I would wear it to the beach. I think when you wear a one piece in a competition, when all these other girls are wearing two pieces, as a judge, it just shows that you have just a little bit of a little, your self-esteem is just a little bit less or that you have something to hide, but I'm not crowning you because you're not 100% confident in my book. And remember, unless maybe that swimsuit is nicely designed or something there are some nice looking one pieces that you can get away with but they still show your body and i think that you need to show abs in swimsuit regardless of what you're doing in pageants at least abs 
definition, muscle definition shows discipline. And if I know that you can go hard in the gym, I know you're going to go hard for this title because look at all the work that you did to get here to be in your best shape on stage. You're showing that with that abs, like abs are the hardest muscle to gain. I got a nice little situation going on right here, but my abs aren't there yet. Um, and I could tone any body part, but when you tone abs, that shows you have discipline in the kitchen. Um, and you can't hide. You can't hide. And you can fake a six pack, but you can't hide stomach fat. You, know, you can't hide it. So I think showing off a nice slim tummy helps the judges know that you're taking this seriously. And not to say that the girl who had on the one piece isn't taking it seriously. I'm not saying anything about her at all. I just think that anytime you have a sea full of two pieces in a lineup and you have one girl wearing a one piece and that one piece isn't doing anything strategically when it comes to the design of that swimsuit to make her look more flattering, to me, you just came down to here. I might have given you a 10, but now you're going to get a 9. Or you're going to get an 8. And the next girl's going to get a 9. Because I feel like you're hiding something. Frankly, I think you're hiding something. Um, I'm kind of moving my way backwards. Before I wanted last time to talk about opening number. I wasn't a fan of the opening number because I feel like whoever was, you know, I had the two lines. Whoever was at the end of those lines had to stand the longest. And I think it was like just weird of them just standing there for so long, waiting for their turn to be called, and then doing like a little half step. Because that's all it was, which is like a, for so long, you're just holding it. And they all did like a little, and then they turned, and they walked away. And I feel like that was okay if it was like a shorter line. But I felt so bad for those girls who was waiting the whole time um, to do that little one step. But I do think that when they how they how they did that little to that little centerpiece, that to me also showed confidence too. Because there were some girls who were like, step, step, okay, step post. That was they did too much to do a little one step. And there were some girls who were literally like looking down. I was like, girl, you're just taking a step over. You're just taking one step over. Look forward. You can trust yourself. Trust your feet are going to land here. And if they don't, you'll be okay. Um, I think it was cool, but I you could definitely tell in that moment, too, who was a standout and who was confident. And that is it's just the little, the little body language, the little nitpicky body language. That, that. That is going to be the difference between the winner and the loser. And you got to think we're competing one to 10. These numbers are going to be very, very close. Little things is going to get you second runner up. A little thing will be second runner up. Difference between second and third runner up. The winner and the first runner up to me is the widest gap. Winner at first is a wider gap. But First to second, second to third, third to fourth, small thing. I think fourth to first is also a nice little gap too. 
But I think, I mean, obviously from the fourth place to the first place. Um, but I think that it's those tiny, tiny body language things that makes you the winner. I think that's what I saw in Utah when I first saw her was how she showed up in pictures. She radiates confidence. Like, look at her um, Miss USA headshot. She's when she went to the pageant. And it was like tilted to the side. The picture was like at an angle. And even her headshot now going into Miss Universe is it's not a traditional pose but i think it shows confidence she might even be him that martin luther king and i might even because it's it's not usual but for you to do it show that you believe in your ability ability to show good on camera uh, as opposed to me just doing a regular smiling picture. So those are the things I thought about when it comes to this competition. But now I'm going to look forward. Let's move forward. So what I did enjoy the most about the Miss USA competition was I love how fast the show moved. I love how bright the production looked. I think there was a lot of things done right here this year. And I'm so glad that Layla Rose took it over. I would have actually loved to see Layla Rose in person at the competition. I know she did like a little thing by the crown. I probably would have loved to hear it from her. I love the host. I think Adrian killed it. I love Adrian. She could do no wrong in my eyes personally. Um, I think it was interesting how Adrian was there because I feel like Jeannie Mai is always there. So maybe Jeannie Mai connected her because, you know, Adrian and Jeannie Mai did the real. But I love the host um, for the most part. And I think that the show was just a good show. It was a good pageant. And I'm glad that Miss USA is back. I like how they dropped the age requirements and the marriage requirements. Um, and I think that it was just overall a really good show. Overall. And I was just being nitpicky about little things. But at the end of the day, it was a great pageant production. And unfortunately, we're not going to get the same producers from Miss Universe. So I'm excited to see kind of what that is going to look like in a month at the end of no towards the middle of november um but i think it's going to be a really good show i think we i think i can't wait to see how noella shows up and i wish she had more time poor girl has uh for she had less than eight weeks and i said that in my last episode whoever wins needs to be miss universe ready and i think she is the most miss universe ready honestly oh the questions um, I am not a fan of everyone getting the same question, but I also am a fan of everybody getting the same question. I'm not a fan of it because I think that they listen to music in their headphones, but to me, it's just so awkward to see someone on stage just like, like mindlessly standing there. I don't know. It just looks weird. And then they try to put the headphones over the hair and to me, if especially if a guy is trying to put the headphones over my my hair, be like, let me just do it. Let me just do it. And then that's gonna show on stage, like me trying to be like, my earring, my hair. Like I got like put these headphones on. To me, that's too awkward. Uh, I rather than all just get different questions, so we don't have to worry about the headphones, specifically the headphones. Maybe if they can go off stage 
into like a box or something so they can't hear the question. That would work. But in order for them, in order for them to get the most screen time, I get it. But I am not a fan of getting the same question only because the headphone situation is just so weird. And then I don't know what it's like to be a girl standing up there, a contestant standing up there. But I can only imagine when you see someone who gives a great answer ahead of you and you hear all the applause when you, like you listen to Pitbull, you take the headphones off and everyone's cheering. But the girl who gave a dynamite answer, you're like, I don't know what she said. I don't know what the question is. But I need to come correct because the crowd's going crazy. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. It's just weird to me. I rather have them have different questions so that way I can kind of get a gauge for their true authentic answers instead of feeling like it was like a stage, a staged answer. And that's kind of how I felt with those questions because they were all, what was the question? How can you represent the organization? Or what does something mean to you? To me, it was like the same kind of question, and it was really like a low ball question. It was just like, okay, all right. But I'm also a fan of it too, because then you can gauge different ways that people give answers. Like I think when Utah Noella gave her answer, it was a perfect answer, ultimately, because she can talk. So you can really tell who can communicate at that point with those questions and answers um, based off who gives a better answer or not. But I still think it's just awkward to see the girls with their headphones on absent-mindedly standing there. Well, especially if you go last, like you just, cause you don't know what's going on. You see the audience and you're just standing there. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just a weird concept to me. I think the same thing when I do it at Miss University. All right. I think I didn't kept you guys long enough. It's been almost an hour. And I appreciate you guys for even listening to my shenanigans when it comes to this pageant. But I'm excited. I, it makes me passionate about the organization moving forward. It gives me hope. Um, and it makes me feel confidently beautiful with the heart that this organization is taking this seriously and taking this competition seriously, too. So I will put my glasses back on and say thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Pageants and Prosecco. I hope your glasses is empty. Mine's not, but I, it will be here shortly. And thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. And let's keep this train going. There's so many pageants happening here in the next couple of weeks, next couple of days. And let's talk about it, okay? It's, a, it's our favorite thing to talk about. And stay tuned because the Book of Beauty, my book dedicated to making sure you have your best performance in the interview room, is dropping soon here on Amazon. I've been trying to promote it to you guys, but... Uh, it's just, I just keep adding more and more things to it, but I promise you guys, it'll be here soon. And I'll catch you guys in my next video. All right. Peace. And I love you. <laughs>